this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. You want to start us off here? (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally in the, we were, um, I think our flight got in last night at like midnight, which is 1am to us and then got here by like 2am. So I'm just a little bit like on a few less cylinders than usual, but I'm super excited to be here with you live. Everyone from Arizona today, we're, um, I'm traveling with some friends and one of my daughters for an event. But anyway, we are super excited to be with you guys. Hope you're having an amazing week. We're um, closing up the week today. It's already Friday. I can't believe it. So we're already getting to the end of our first week of this mentorship. And um, we're definitely loving it so far. We hope you guys are too. And today, what we want to talk about is hopefully we're going to be able to support some belief into you and really um, give you confidence that you are the perfect teacher for your kids and why you're the perfect teacher for your kids. And if you're like us, you have had um, just some, either you've questioned yourself or you've had other people question your ability, your qualifications, you know, can you really successfully homeschool your kids or educate your kids well? And is homeschooling the best option? And the most painful questioning, I think, around homeschooling, it's not when people say like, are they going to be socialized? Are they going to be able to, you know, play sports? Are they going to be able to, you know, all those things? The, the, The most painful poking is when people ask questions or make assumptions around, well, how are you going to teach them if you're not a teacher? Do you have a teaching degree? Do you have, um, and those are, all, those are questions that I was asked people. I, it hasn't happened in a while, but definitely at the beginning, there were a lot of people like, well, how do you know you can homeschool? What experience do you have? <laughs> what formal education do you have that's prepared you for this? And so we want to really, um, encourage you guys around why homeschooling is different than, a traditional classroom education and, and because you are the one who's designing it, um, the way you want to around your gifts and around your kids, unique assignments, you really can and are the best, most qualified person to educate, educate your kids. If that's what you feel called to do. Now, of course, there's no condemnation on the people who choose to send their kids to school, but those of you who are here in this room, there's at least, if you're not already homeschooling, there's this like 
tug or a stirring that I, I think this might be for me and I'm wondering if I can do it or if I should do it. And so if that's you um, or if you're doing it and you're still having some of those questions around, is that super loud? The lawn thing. Okay. Um, we just hope that by the end of today in the next 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you're going to feel so much more confident and sure of who you are, who God's made you to be and why you really are the perfect person to teach your kids. So, um, I mean, I would, I would love like to see if you guys that are watching live put in the comments, like percentage wise, how confident do you feel currently about homeschooling or about teaching specifically about the education part or the academics or I know some of you have teaching degrees. Some of you are being told to get teaching degrees. Some of you are somewhere in the middle. Um, so I would love to see you guys comment like where you're kind of at so we can kind of gauge like how confident are you or where do you, you know, a scale of one to 10, where are you? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would love to see that too. And if you have had any history in teaching in like a private or public school setting, I will tell you that I, I was a preschool teacher for a season. And then I have a lot of friends who were teachers too. There's this misconception that what you do in a classroom is what you have to do in a homeschool. And I just want to take that pressure off your shoulders right now that it does not have to be the same. It doesn't have to be eight hours a day. You don't have to um, be led by the curriculum. And I was telling Sarah, I, a lot of times when you're in a formal education environment, your basic goal for the year is to get through the curriculum and have your kids in your classroom score above average on the standardized tests so that it looks like you're doing a good job of educating them. And the beautiful part about homeschooling is that doesn't have to be our bottom line. Our bottom line isn't getting through a specific curriculum, finishing the book. The the goal is really um, designing an educational experience, number one, that creates a love for learning for our kids so that whatever they're called to do, they're going to want to learn and equip themselves to be successful in it. And number two, they're going to be really equipped and qualified to step into whatever their unique giftings and assignments are. And so with homeschooling, you can really get a blueprint from heaven around who is this little person? Who will this person become in the future? And how can I close the gap between who they are and who they're going to be and what they're supposed to do? And so it's a totally different philosophy. Ball game, totally different ball game. Um, and a and a lot less pressure and it's much less task oriented. So if you've done teaching in your life and and you're feeling like I don't know like if I can do that for my child who we have more relational dynamics, sometimes higher conflict, more butting of heads, all those things like I don't know if I can teach them because they don't even listen to me. I hear that all the time too, which we'll talk about their relational dynamics and why, again, it, it positions you really well as far as being the best teacher um, as their mom. But mainly it's like you get to create the vision of what you want it to look like as the mom, who's also the teacher. You get to decide um, how you're going to teach. You're, you get to decide what you're going to teach. You get to decide when 
Are you going to split it up throughout the day? Are you going to get it all done in the morning? Are you going to do some things at night? Some of you are working full time. And so you have to kind of create your homeschool around your work schedule. And that's totally possible. Um, I homeschooled when I was working full time as a single mom. I know some of you even work outside the home. I have a good friend who she is a NICU nurse and she works night shifts so that she can be home with her kids during the day. And then she homeschools in the morning and then sleeps in the afternoon and then goes to work. Like it's crazy, but it's like where there's a will, there's a way. And if this is what you're called to do, then everything's figure outable. So the, the thing that always, and then I want to hear from you, Sarah, the thing that I always come back to when I think about why am I the best person to homeschool my kids? Why am I the best person to oversee their education and to be with them all the time? And I think it boils down to this. There's no one who's more committed to their success. There's no one who loves them more. There's no one who is more invested at like a deep, deep heart level than me. Like at a deep, deep level, I'm committed to their success because I love them so much. You guys know, no one, there's no love like a mama's love. There's just not. And so whatever, whatever else it looks like, whatever, you know, the path is, I am in it with them and I want them to succeed in all the areas, not just academically, but relationally, socially, um, emotionally, spiritually. And so all of those things go into our educating them. And so, yeah, Sarah, what do, what do you think? Why do you think that all these moms are the perfect teacher for their kids? Well, as you're talking, I was thinking about how, you know, I know some amazing teachers who have such a heart for their students and like, they care so much about their students. But when you think about like you as a mom, you know, like you said, nobody cares about your kid more than you do, but you've got like, let's say you have five kids. Let's, you know, do a bigger number. You have five kids. Like that's your classroom. Like even a, a teacher who's totally invested in her students, but only mm-hmm. has them for one year, has a, a class full of 20 plus kids. Like you've got this class of five kids that you will <laughs> raise up year to year to year to year to year. And so when you even just think about, you know, I hear a lot of mom, homeschool moms that get kind of like obsessive about um, their kids. Like, are they on track? Are they tracking? Like, And it's funny because I remember when my son was learning to read, I went and asked a first grade teacher. He was in kindergarten. I went and asked a first grade teacher in a public school, like, what's your kind of like, where do you expect the kids to be when they come into first grade in public school? And where do you expect them to end at the end of first grade? The bar (laughs) was set so much lower than what I expected and what like the homeschool moms around me we're kind of like expecting for their kids, like, um, well, my kid's five, they're in kindergarten, they better be reading, like, and there's this, you know, the sense of like, if our kids are all like behind um, where we think they should be, that it just like, man, I've seen moms just <laughs> kind of like really struggle because their child is behind, even mm-hmm. behind the curriculum, or like they're having to do the curriculum slower. And I've always said to them, like, but your child is getting like a, basically a one-on-one experience every single day by someone that's like invested, you know, even if it's like, Hey, we're only doing 20 minutes for reading, but that's that one-on-one, like you can't get that in a classroom setting. So even if they're 
behind in your estimation or what the curriculum is telling you, like, it's going to be okay. They're getting every single day that they school, they're getting a one-on-one experience with you. And like, you'd have to pay a tutor, you know, or like have them go to a, an extracurricular program to get that in a public school or a private school. And so as we're talking about like the teacher conversation, like we've also talked before, you know, about those of us who don't have the gift of teaching. (laughs) Like, I mean, this is at least like little kids. This is not my dream is to teach little kids. Like, and how we kind of, you know, we choose to work with our strengths and what we really bring to them. We work with their strengths and we outsource where we need to. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the freedom to, yes, give them this one-on-one experience, but also when I need, like, there's so much stuff online. There's so many like my kid could take a chess class online. He could learn karate online. Like he can do basically <laughs> whatever of like, there's no shame in my game for outsourcing when I need to, when there's a place that, Hey, this isn't my strength. And so I'm not going to keep pretending that I don't need help here. Or, you know, there's, there's two ways. It's like, you gotta, you gotta discern from the Lord. Like, well, is my kid just learning this slower? And I need to like, just pull it back and like not have such high expectations. And it's okay. If we don't finish the curriculum by the end of the year, that's the beauty of homeschools. It can roll right into the next year. Like you don't have to be like, we started this level in August and we finished it in June. Like you don't have to, Yeah. we actually, we actually homeschool year round. My family does. And I'll, I'll give you a little taste. Like we do, we do four days a week. We do Monday through Thursday. We do about an hour and a half to two hours every day. Um, we go through the year and we pick our vacations when we want our vacations. <laughs> so we have like, that's the way I like it. Yeah. That's my jam. Like I prefer yeah. to do it through the year because I don't like big breaks. It's harder for me to get the kids back on track, but you can do big breaks. If you want, you can, you know, you can homeschool five days a week. You can homeschool on Saturday. Like whatever works for your family, like you get to cast that vision and have that vision. And, you know, of course, bring your kids into it and let them speak into it. Um, but whatever works with your schedule and your lifestyle, like that's the beauty of homeschool. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.